Welcome to the Business Mama podcast, where we chat about creating a business that supports and flows with your family and with your life, not the other way around. Hi, I'm your host, Annalise Warren. I'm a marketing agency owner and a mother of three little ones. I'll be bringing you conversations with successful women in business, as well as practical marketing strategies and tips that you can action right away. So let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Mama podcast. Today, we are talking about how to get clients and make them raving fans. So how do we do it? To do it, we need to move them through the buyer journey. So what's the buyer journey? It is the way that people interact with your business. So first, they need to be aware of you and then interested, have desire for your product or service, take action. And then after they've actually bought the thing, you need to fulfill, delight, and ultimately get the referral. So how do we get people from one stage to the other? Ask yourself the question, what do your potential clients need to know and believe and have decided about you or your business to say yes to signing the contract? This might be things like they need to know that you're in their location. They need to believe that you can actually help them. They need to think that you're the best value. They need to have decided to take action now. So once you've made this list, think about your previous clients or do some research in online forums and Facebook groups around what people's biggest hurdles are getting to the point of believing those things. So let me explain. Your potential clients have problems or pain points or desires that need solving. They also have concerns around making purchases. So you need to know what these things are. Their pain points are going to be the reason that they're looking to purchase. It's going to be specific to your offering. For example, it might be because your client wants to be happier or fitter or save some time, or feel more beautiful, or have a beautiful, uh, have a better love life. The concerns that they have when choosing then where or who to purchase from might be around knowing who they can trust, being aware of the price points, wondering who will actually listen to their ideas and make them happen, and not knowing if their problem can actually be solved. These are just examples, so think back or do the research to figure out what they are for your industry, product, or service. Solving your potential clients' problems, pain points, issues, and concerns is what will move them along the buyer journey and have them buy your product or engage your service. So doing this well will move them from awareness where they know who you are to interest they're interested in knowing more about your product or service, to desire, where they want your product or service, and to action, where they actually purchase your product or service. It's great, right? But how how do you actually do it? The answer is with your content. So here we're talking about your blogs, your social media posts, your ads, whatever it is that you're using. We need to use these things to answer the questions that they know that they have 
as well as the questions they don't even know that they have yet, the ones they're not aware of. You as a business owner have seen the entire buyer journey in action, but they haven't. So you know the potential roadblocks or questions that they may come up against as you present your offerings and fulfill the service. So you can avoid these then totally with the right mix of content. All of your content should serve to answer the lists of questions, the problems and concerns that your potential clients are going to have. So I'm going to repeat that. All of your content should serve to answer the list of questions, the problems and concerns that your potential clients have. So when you're planning your content, you should think about having a handful of content pillars. Content pillars are topics that you and your brand are known for. For example, mine are digital marketing, well-being and performance, business mama interviews, inspiration and motivation, and business real talk. So let's look at an example within my business. So next year I'm running a conference. For people to attend the conference, they're going to have to know and believe a few things about me and about the conference. For example, they're going to need to know that the conference is on. Great. So I'll promote this in my content. Hello. And my social media. They need to believe that I know my stuff. Well, they're not going to come. So excellent. I can share marketing tips like this and I can talk about my marketing agency that I own to position myself as an expert in the field. They'll also need to believe that the conference is going to help them get to the next level in their business, that it's value for money, that they'll have fun, that it's not a pain to get to and get from, etc, etc. So knowing all of that, I need in the lead up to selling tickets, I need to be talking about these things in my conference promotions and just in my general content. Also, the list is going to be much longer than the things that I mentioned. Whenever we are selling a product or a service, we are competing for attention from hundreds of other things. So yes, other products and services and other businesses are our competition, but also people's families and businesses and coffee dates with friends and weekends away and on and on and on. You not only have to convince your audience that your thing is great, you also have to convince them that it's the best use of their money and or their time at this current moment in time. It's a pretty big ask. Okay, so once you've mapped out your content pillars and then drilled down into what it is that you have to communicate about you and your business and your products and services, it doesn't end when they actually buy. You're actually only halfway through the buy journey. So let's have a look at the second half. After your clients or customers buy, you need to fulfill. How you do this significantly affects the user experience. Obviously, you need to provide what you said you were going to provide. That one's a no-brainer. But the way in which you do it is super, super, super important. It should be the quickest, least disruptive, most convenient way for the customer. It should also keep them in the loop about what's happening. So look at your procedure for fulfillment in your business, document it, write down all the steps, shorten it if possible, or add elements in that make things easier for the client. It's always, always, always client first. Great. 
Now that you have this streamlined, then you can think about how you're going to take it to the next level. This part is delight. How can you add more value? So you can do this in really small ways. You can do it by asking how they're going with the product or service. You can ask if they need anything else. You can link them in with, with complimentary services or other offers. You can add little freebies in your packaging if you have a physical product. Be creative. It's, it's going to be so individual to you and your business and your client needs, but think it through and make a plan to implement something or some things that will delight. Lastly is referral. The business that you get from referrals or word of mouth is going to be cheaper to obtain and convert better than any paid advertising or other marketing that you do. But it only works well if you've done the last two steps brilliantly. That's why it's worth taking the time to analyze how you fulfill and delight and not just do what you've always done because it's what you've always done. So look with a bird's eye view and get a friend to help and also take customer feedback into account. If you don't have it, ask for it. While you're there, ask them for a testimonial that you can use on your website because social proof is powerful. Once you know that you can fulfill and delight your customers, you know that they'll be happy to give you the referral because why would they not? If you've blown their socks off, then they'll do it without you even asking. But if you think that there's some resistance there or do they need some incentive, well, guess what you can do? Give them some incentive. <laughs> In our agency, for our member-based services, we offer our partners a 20% ongoing commission. It's great for us because we get access to an audience that we may not have been able to get access to or that we would have had to pay to get access to anyway. We also automatically get some of the trust of our partners without having to prove ourselves. So if it's part of our partner's audience, then the audience trust the, trusts that partner. And then if the partner refers us, some of that trust rubs off. It's great. It's also, this scenario is also really great for our audience because our partners wouldn't recommend anyone that wouldn't benefit from the, our products and services. So it's also then great for our partners because now they are delighting their audience and they get a kickback for the time that they spend doing it. Win, win, win. It is synergy at its finest and it's how business should be. Okay, so I know that was a ton of information. Have another listen when you have the time to sit down with a pen and paper and really map it out and I promise you that you will get fantastic feedback if you do all of this well. It is well, well, well worth taking the time. Speaking of time, thank you for spending yours with me. I truly appreciate it and I can't wait to hear how you use this to improve your business. Have a great week, mamas. Thank you for listening to the Business Mama podcast. I hope you got some actionable tips that you can implement in your business right away. Please, please, please rate and subscribe and then head on over to mama.digital to continue the conversation and let me know what you thought. Have a really wonderful week. And if you'd like to come and say hi, come to our Facebook group, Business Mamas. See you there.